Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Our next guest, regular guest on the Wendy's Big Show, which is now from 10 until 2 and statewide on the Big Show Network, Ben Fennell from the Packers Film Room at The Athletic joins us now. Ben, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing fine. It's a wonderful Monday uh, morning here in New Jersey at NFL Films with the uh, NFC Championships ahead. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, people are people are happy to say the least this this green and gold Monday, Ben. We we talked about the matchup of Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams ad nauseum last week, and 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 I'm sure you I'm sure you talked about it or covered it quite a bit, and everybody who was talking about this game was talking about it quite a bit. And when you have two guys who are the best at at what they do out there on the football field, going to head to head, I think Ben sometimes it takes the X's and O's and the coaching to separate those two guys from each other. And a perfect example of that, in my eyes, was the touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. The motion beforehand that kind of threw Ramsey off his off his scent. And then you saw a frustrated Jalen Ramsey on the field and on the sidelines afterwards. Was that the first place that you saw sort of a, a big crack in, in the Rams defense exposed by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Well, there was clearly frustration by Ramsey there that the other corner didn't get a check. Those pre-snap motions. Anytime you're getting speed with motion into the snap, it's really hard to leverage in man coverage. You really need a corner to adjust and wall it off. You see it in college football on Saturdays all the time. It's in the NFL pretty much every Sunday. But, yeah, that was really the first chink in the armor. And I figured Ramsey was going to match up against Devontae on third downs and in the red zone. And that's what you saw down there in that low red zone. Ramsey was one-on-one. But the fact Devontae Adams is used all over the formation – He's used so creatively on the left side, the right side, inside the numbers, outside the numbers, the slot, number three in trips. He's in the bunch. He's in motion. It was going to be really hard for Jalen Ramsey to follow him for four quarters. So schematically and alignment-wise, the way uh, LaFleur deploys Devontae Adams was going to be really tough. And just for perspective with other great receivers, DeAndre Hopkins plays left receiver 99% of the time. So the fact that Devontae Adams can win multiple ways around the formation make it really tough to follow. No, I, I, I get that. But isn't it rare that they put Devontae into that type of motion and then, then it was a little bit of a, a almost a double move in motion, if you will? <laughs> that, that's pretty rare for the Packers. They usually like him stationary, don't they? Yeah, they have used him in motion throughout the season from time to time, particularly when Tyler Irvin went out and it was kind of a roll deck, so different guys doing that pre-snap jet motion. But you have to remember, an offensive coaching staff, two full weeks to prepare, that means they're going to come up with some new wrinkles and some new elements in the offense. And anytime you can feature a Devontae Adams, which for all intents and purposes, that was a one-man route, this ball is going to Devontae, that's a pretty good scheme to come up with some new things that maybe they hadn't put on tape that are designed to their best receiver. Talking with Ben Fennell of The Athletic here from the film room on Rami and Tim, 1250 AM The Fan, a green and gold Monday. 
188 yards on the ground. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers and, and that performance are, are the story and 32 points on the board, but 188 yards, a big reason why you get 32 points on the board. In, in watching the game tape, was it that the Rams were on their heels and weren't ready for the Packers to run the ball as, as much as they did, or, or were they just getting dominated up front and in the trenches by, by that Packers O-line? Well, it's the same recipe and the formula that the Packers have been sustaining throughout the year running the ball effectively on early downs, which they ran to a tee of 17 times for 118 yards on first down. When you're running that well on early downs, every defense is on their heels. When it's second and short, third and short, I think the average yards to go on third down was 4.4 yards. Never had any situation where they were behind the sticks considerably or at a rhythm offensively. And that's really been the formula for the Packers most of the year is successful early down running the football, and then defenses are just guessing. Defenses then are out of their comfort zone. They can't be aggressive. They're very much in a catching position in that they're being very reactive to what the Packers are doing and not dictating the action. And when the Packers are running the ball so well, it opens up everything. The whole playbook is open. And it seems like every week Aaron Rodgers is the hero, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. But this scheme works. This system works. This run game works. And Aaron Rodgers has been an elite game-managing quarterback in 2020. And that's so exciting that he doesn't have to drop back 50 times or put the whole team on his back to win. This is a balanced team, and Matt LaFleur has done an outstanding job. So which was more prevalent here? And, and you can't say a little of both, Ben. All right, so you, you, you have to pick one. Is, is it the offensive line that deserves a, a ton of credit here for the, the uh, handling of Aaron Donald? Or is it maybe just an injury issue that, you know, he was going out there giving everything he had, and it just uh, it, it was a lot worse than anybody thought? I think it probably the latter. That did not look like the Aaron Donald we've come to expect or the – game-wrecking Aaron Donald, which can take over a game at any moment. He didn't look like himself. I think we knew it going into the game. We saw it in the game, and then when he was out of the game, that was not the same Aaron Donald. But not to take anything away from the Packers O-line, Elton Jenkins, that whole group did what they have to do, injured or not, it doesn't matter. Step on their throats when they're injured and do not let an Aaron Donald change the game or have that big third-down sack. But collectively with the Packers' run game, the scheme works. The misdirection works. And when you have all those different elements helping the offense schematically, the blocking doesn't have to be perfect on every play. You have defenders guessing. You have defenders with eye violations and taking the eye candy. And the fact this is the first time they deployed a three-headed attack in the first quarter, we know what Aaron Jones can do. But then the 230-pound load of Jamal Williams and the 250-pound load of A.J. Dillon. That just beats you up for four quarters, and they got right to it in the first quarter. Ben Fennell of The Athletic in the film room joining us here on Rami and Tim after the Packers' 32-18 victory over the Rams. You you talk about the the fact that the scheme works, and the other storyline that everyone was talking about heading into last week's game is how LaFleur and Sean McVay are best friends and obviously have have been on the same – LaFleur was on McVay's staff, and they've been on, on staffs together before that. So same system. Why, why all of a sudden is it, is it not working for the Los Angeles Rams? Does this go back to what my guy Gary Ellerson says, who I know you're familiar with, Ben, which is that it's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the bros and the Joes. Does the system work for the <laughs> Packers and not the Rams right now simply because you have Aaron Rodgers and better football players running said system? 
Well, you know, LaFleur, Shanahan, McVay are always going to be tied together. They're from the same coaching tree, but Matt LaFleur is his own man right now. He's doing things that Sean McVay isn't. Sean McVay is at the bottom of the league using RPOs. Matt LaFleur is at the top of the league. Matt LaFleur at the top of the league throwing to the running backs, using two-back sets. Those are multiple things that Sean McVay never does. So it's really fun to watch Matt LaFleur become his own man, become his own coach, and instill his own scheme. But this Rams team, obviously not having a Cooper Cup was a huge loss. They don't have Brandon Cooks anymore, so they don't have that down-the-field vertical element. And their run game just really has not been clicking and as dominant since they lost John Sullivan and Roger Saffold two years ago after 2018. That was the same year I think Todd Gurley left in free agency as well. Their run game, which is a huge part of their offense, is the foundation, has not been as effective. And when you don't have that effective run game, the rest becomes Swiss cheese. And then Jared Goff just cannot create out of structure. He cannot uh, extend plays with his legs. His eyes drop when that pocket starts closing in on him. They need some more weapons around Jared Goff. He's a guy you can win with. He's a talented quarterback, but he's not a superhero. You need some vertical elements with him. Obviously, Robert Woods is a great player. They have some nice parts, but there's still a couple talented skill players around Jared Goff away from being a, a consistent contender. What did you see, Ben, uh, on film that would be encouraging for this Packers defense as they start putting things together and you know, steamrolling themselves into a, a deep run here in the season? I mean, you see, you see Gary, is it Gary and Clark in the middle? Is it the, the Smith brothers doing their thing? Preston got his hands on a couple of, couple of tip passes. I mean, Jair out has been amazing. He made a, a spectacular one-on-one uh, play against Robert Woods. He doesn't make that tackle, and Woods is probably still running. What are you seeing defensively that would be encouraging to the Green Bay Packer fans uh, moving into the championship game and then the Super Bowl? Well, there's a couple elements. You know, you're seeing some development and production from young, exciting players like Rashawn Gary starting to use more power rushes and really impacting the quarterback uh, and getting him to drop his eyes and Stop trying to run around offensive tackles. He's a strong player, and I think he's being much more productive because of that. You also have to remember they changed some things up schematically last week. They played some more man-to-man coverage, which means you're not watching the quarterback. You know Jared Goff isn't going to take off and run on you, just like Tom Brady coming up this week could see a lot of man coverage. And then just collectively, they're so much more physical and intense in 2020. And whether that's Christian Kirksey, Chris Barnes, Obviously, the young players like Jair Alexander, the Smith brothers. From two or three years ago, the tone, intensity, physicality, aggressiveness is just night and day from this team. And particularly that safety position, which was my major complaint in the ha-ha Clinton Dix era, was he just wasn't that middle-of-the-field enforcer. They were way too soft down the middle of the field. And there was a play yesterday, Goff checked it down to Malcolm Brown, and Christian Kirksey flew downhill and smashed him. And you just never saw those hits on the Green Bay Packers defense for the last four or five years or so, really since that kind of A.J. Hawk era of 10 years ago. So collectively, I think they have some right bodies in there. They have the right play temperament in there with the athleticism. And it's really exciting to see the young players stepping up, whether it's Savage or Rashawn Gary. Have you uh, started diving into Buccaneers film and looking ahead to next week's matchup yet, Ben? Oh, absolutely. I'm always uh, kind of looking ahead there. 
think Tampa Bay and Green Bay is a really interesting matchup. They both have players that can win down the field. They don't just have a, a go-to guy in Devontae or Mike Evans. They have four or five guys that can win down the field for them, whether it's Scotty Miller and Antonio Brown for them or it's MVS and Alan Lazard for us. But looking back at this Tampa Bay offense yesterday against New Orleans, they only had three touchdowns, and all were off turnovers. All were short fields. Yep. They were three of six in the red zone. Tom Brady has not been efficient throwing the ball down the field in the playoffs. This offense really struggled against New Orleans, which they have a good defense. It's tough to go down in that dome and to play really well although the Packers did uh, you know, earlier this season. But this Bucks offense really needs to go back to the lab and clean some things up. So looking back and then looking forward, I feel pretty good about Sunday's matchup. That's Ben Fennel. You can find his work at The Athletic as he goes inside the film room for a Packers study each and every week. You also catch him frequently, weekly actually, on the Wendy's Big Show and on Twitter at Ben Fennel underscore NFL. Always learn something about football when I talk to you, Ben. Appreciate it, man. We'll do it again soon. Always a pleasure. And he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank. Hotline for applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious Breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.